0: in mckinney this is according to callus this is episode 258 i am going to go with the title heil biden or the men in the uniform won't save you either and what a crazy week it's been this is friday it is august the 9th no it's not august it's september the 9th wow has time flown or not we've got the uh President acting like a Fuhrer, and I use President loosely as I most often refer to him as the Resident, Um, and the Queen is dead. Now, for those of you that care, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. We've been Queens and Kings free since July 4th, 1776. It does pass a marking for another nation's fabled leader, But we carry on. And in Texas, we (laughs) wonder what's next. Our governor has been quite the uh, stir maker, which would be a pleasant change of pace that he's upsetting the people on the left instead of the people on the right. This time, the mayor of Chicago is all upset because her sanctuary city is actually getting people looking for sanctuary. Hmm, funny how that works, isn't it? When you claim that you care about people and those people come, you get quite upset. It's so easy to be a sanctuary state when you don't have thousands and hundreds of thousands of people hitting you up for free stuff now, isn't it? But, as they say, when you say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice three times in the year, it will certainly appear. But, Miss Lightfoot should enjoy her moment in the sun because I imagine the voters in Chicago have had just about a bellyful of her in her crazy administration. Well, on to the meat of the show. So, the resident-in-chief gave a speech that uh, Brian McClanahan says most neocons would be quite happy with maybe 90% of the speech. I listened to a good chunk of the speech mostly in excerpts, because you know I have a life too and when I'm driving around in the truck you can't exactly watch videos but I gotta say I was really intrigued as to the red lighting and the military guys behind them. Um, I know that happens from time to time particularly when they're getting on and off of Air Force One or Marine One or they're on a I don't know, an aircraft carrier with a sign that says mission accomplished, there's going to be military people around. But typically in political speeches um, that are not on a military base, the military is not present. This is my understanding. And, you know, I don't have any reason to doubt that. I mean, they've got oodles of Secret Service and other alphabet soup agencies to watch the president, I mean, the resident in chief. And quite frankly, He doesn't have a lot to worry about because those of us on the right that he declared war on actually haven't even begun to fight. Most of us have learned to tolerate the slow burn that is engulfing our nation. Yep, we had the summer of love of 2020 and all those people are just running around free. Maybe a few of them got a slap on the wrist and nobody said a word and oh, that was Just a thought in your mind that Antifa and BLM was acting up and doing bad things? No, that's not true. You're imagining that. Go back to sleep, good citizen. Well, the rest of us uh, merely showed up to counter-protest or, I don't know, protect some monuments, and we were the bad guys. How does that work? I don't know. Ask your mom. So... In that backdrop, and being that the entire rest of the week I was talking about people that wouldn't save you, we need to take the next step, the next logical step. There's a lot of people that believe the thin blue line is all that separates us from chaos. There are even more that believe that without the green line, and I use green because, you know, they all wear camo now to protect our nation and you know they give us the line for the last 20 some odd years we have to fight them over there so we don't have to fight them over here yet the sad thing is is we're importing them in droves the very people that we've upset invaded put down and made generally unhappy with the united states we've brought here in large quantities and foolishly dumped them in a couple of Locales where they actually have a functional uh, cadre of people, a good number of which really might consider doing bad things, particularly if we don't make them happy. Couple that with the fact that while we're declaring war by the resident chief on the rest of us who uh, don't support his policies or don't support any of those crazy socialist ideals that they're trying to shove down our throats quickly before they lose their majority uh, i'm at a loss we we don't patrol our border we don't protect our border we're not allowed to put our country first where every other nation outside of europe at least puts their country and their countrymen first and somehow we're bad people and somehow We've gone from being Christian nationalists to nationalists to white supremacists to white nationalists to blah 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 blah, and they just lump it all together, and it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I mean, am I to expect that local officials that are left of center are start, uh, I don't know, their media blitzes now with those white nationalists, those supremacists? Those crazy MAGA people. I mean, what kind of What kind of game plan do we have here? I mean, I've always tried to extend grace to people left of center. I've always tried to be open minded and fair to anybody that says they're a Democrat or says they're a liberal and you know, I don't despise them, I'm not hateful to them. I I, I try and be fair when I talk to them and gracious and these uh, same folks are now being programmed to hate me on sight. Now, whether or not they take the programming as a different story, but when you marginalize and dehumanize, how much longer before you begin to euthanize? I, I don't know. That's a good question. A uh, guy by the name of John Jacob Ship, uh, John Jacob Schmidt. At uh, the uh, readout, um, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm struggling. Apparently, my allergies are getting the best of me today. Radio Free Readout, he's talked about that, you know, when we are creating a group of people that hates another group of people in their own communities, in their own countries, it's the breeding ground for a civil war a legitimate civil war one that wouldn't even have borders one one that would cross all over the place and create a patchwork quilt of mm, very unpleasant unpleasant places to be and i don't think anybody actually wants that and i know i've talked about this before but you know the resident in chief said that we need f-15s Because an AR-15 isn't going to do you any good. Well, I know a couple million people in Afghanistan that might say otherwise. I know a whole bunch of people that fly the flag of ISIL or ISIS or whatever your preferred name for them is would tell you otherwise. I mean, yeah, it's helpful to get a few rockets and maybe some uh, Jeeps with 50 cals mounted on it. But by and large they successfully wore out the largest, most powerful army in the world because they didn't quit. They didn't give up because they decided their homes were more valuable than anything else. Now, I got news for uh, the resident in chief. It only takes 3%, right? That's why we got these guys that run around with the 3 percenter bumper stickers and, you know, basically... Advertising to all their potential adversaries and uh, alphabet soup people that they're a potential problem. You don't think that maybe those places pay attention and they don't keep tabs on those people? I mean, myself, I don't see myself as a cream puff, but I don't also see myself as any kind of hardcore warrior, you know, and uh, I'm going to be the Warrior King of McKinney? No, of course not. That's silly. I mean, I can still probably run a mile and a half, but instead of doing it in eleven minutes like I might have done in the past, it might take twenty. I can still do you know some pull-ups and push-ups and you know sit-ups or whatever else, but probably not nearly what I could have done when I was twenty-three. But nor should I be able to. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not. That person. I really never was, but I certainly am not now. But those people that are out there that might fit that description, that might be perceived as a threat, that might have, I don't know, cachet of weapons and the knowledge of which to do with them, uh, I'm pretty sure the Alphabet Soup people keep tabs on them. The only problem is, is there's maybe a couple hundred alphabet soup people, or I'm sorry, a couple hundred thousand alphabet soup people in the entire country. And there's millions and millions of these former military people that mm, are well acquainted with the ways to put the hurt on their enemies. Now, when you look into the motivations behind red flag laws or mental health issues, Did you ever maybe consider that that is not a benign idea? That that's, I don't know, not something that they're looking to be helpful? That perhaps it's just another angle to, I don't know, keep tabs and um, medicate these people to where they're not a threat? I mean, it's just a random thought. I, I can't prove it out, but I'm thinking that maybe that ought to be a concern. I mean... We all know that Red Flag Dan was bought off at some point along the line. Uh whether it was a, his Captain America shield and his eyeball or his uh patch, he's still the same guy. And at one point, you know, he was hailed as a warrior and a hero, but he's sold us out when he went to Congress, presumably so he can go to those nice parties. I mean, I'm just speculating. I I don't know why he sold us out, but anybody that loves their military brethren, would not want to add more bureaucracy in their life, would not want to make them go back and, I don't know, have to have their lives re-inspected on a regular basis. There's a good number of people that, without a doubt, suffered the consequences of their service, but I don't think that the majority of the Alphabet Soup agency people really have their best interests in mind. I don't think they're really wanting to help those people. I think they want to neutralize them. I I think there's plenty of evidence to back that up if we will just look for it. I mean, if you start with just the introduction of compulsory public schooling, aka government schools, if you look at Um, This drive to force people to go to college, which puts them into a pile of debt that they can't conceivably get out from under because their degrees in bitterness studies or something else. Or there's the people like me that say, well, given my choices, I'll go serve Uncle Sam. I'll go sign up for some servitude. I'll put a couple years of uh, my life on hold so I can serve the greater good. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we tell people that that's the sales pitch. And, you know, I love my country. I thought I did the right thing. I stand by what my service was, but I was also fortunate. I served peacetime. I served in the Navy. I I didn't have to go do any of that nasty stuff. I kept up a ship to make sure that we could transport plenty of Marines so that they could go do that nasty stuff. And, And let me tell you, Just as a reminder, it wasn't with any angst that I lived through September 11th, right? That anniversary is coming up here in just a few more days. There's always a certain amount of guilt about the guys you leave behind. And what happened to them? Where are they? Are they okay? But at a certain point... When you're out, you're out. You need to move on. You need to reestablish your life. You you need to embrace the reality that you're now in. You're no longer a sailor, a marine, a soldier, an airman. You're a civilian. You gave your time, and now you now you've committed to a family, or some other commitment you may have made. I'm just the vast majority of us, I assume, went home and started families, and the old adage is my oath doesn't have an a lit or uh, an expiration date. My oath is forever. And, uh, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm no expert on munitions. I'm no class a rifleman. I, you know, I was never a Marine. I I don't know how that stuff works, but I know how to give orders. I know how to take orders and I know how to read (laughs) a lot of stuff. And, God forbid we ever get to that place that the the F15s are in play. I I mean some of us will just have to settle for the AR. Some of us might be mushroomed early on. I I don't know. I don't wish to ever experience that. But I got to tell you, it's very disappointing and frustrating they have the resident in chief expouse more fear and point the finger more at people within his own country, a good number of us which have served our country, then, I don't know, focus on the external threat that was largely propagated by our own bad actions, whether it's red China, whether it's the Muslim threat, whether it's just the simple invasion of a bunch of people that want to get out of their third world hellholes and come here. If we're not going to watch the gate, if we're not going to, take heed if we're not going to have a whole bunch of little Nehemiahs running around this country to protect ourselves what do we expect I always wondered how it is that Babylon fell in a single day and this is all related I promise you and one of the theories I heard is the Persians had actually collapsed their army at a distance And they didn't know it. And they had their forward elements that showed up at the palace. And because the palace wasn't protected adequately, uh, they took the palace with their forward elements and Babylon fell without the main army actually getting there. I mean, this is one of the theories. I, I I, I don't know all the details, but it's interesting that Babylon, which up to this point was one of the most powerful empires in the world, collapsed basically in a day because they decapitated it. And they decapitated it because the people that should have been protecting the palace were otherwise occupied. Now, whether they were completely wiped out or they were at home with their families, I don't know. And I am not, that is not my area of study or expertise, so I'm not going to pretend to know But it's fair to say the men in uniform didn't save the day back then. And when we look at where we're at now, there's a lot of ominous parallels with the United States and the last days of Babylon or the last days of the Roman Empire. And, uh, you know, Rome had been successfully infiltrated by Barbarian, a.k.a. Germanic tribes, and they were largely dependent upon them to do their work for them. Stop me if this sounds familiar. And a good number of the upper class had forgotten how to actually do work and how to actually do things. And don't even get me started on the lead pipes that uh, they liked the way the water tasted, never mind that it made them crazy. I mean stop me if that sounds familiar with I don't know another heavy metal that's in the water it's the parallels are striking and it's been said that history repeats or history rhymes I'm not projecting any ultimate outcome but nothing would surprise me at this point I mean is it conceivable that uh after we've had our reichstag moment that they uh the coup in place exercises i don't know what it, what is it order 88 or whatever it was from star wars where they went and killed all their jedi where they they execute a similar order where they take out all the patriots i, I don't know i don't know if they're that organized i don't believe they'd be able to keep that secret for this long but uh, you know We still don't know for sure how JFK ended up dead. For sure. I mean, think about it. Now, we can doubt and question everything. And we we could beat ourselves up internally trying to figure out or make sense of these things. But that doesn't serve us well. We have a guy who is mentally unfit. For the office, which we say he has, being propped up by who knows what and who knows who sensibly until the next election cycle. And then we've got a unqualified, <laughs> uncharacteristically foolish woman who is a breath away from being the president. And that's supposed to make you feel better. That's supposed to put you at ease. And I've heard all sorts of theories of how we end up with Hillary as president or Donald Trump gets to be president again or what happens when Kamala gets to be there. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going to invest my time trying to figure it out. But what I can tell you is Biden has made it roughly 14 months longer than I thought he would. I do never saw that he would be around this long. Kamala is so terrible. I can't even put words to it yet. She's still there. I thought they would jettison her and put somebody in reasonable and by reasonable, I just mean competent as a Democrat socialist, as the vice president, figuring that, Oh, Joe is not going to make it through the end of his first term, but neither of those things have happened. And I don't know what to think. And I'm not going to lose sleep about it because I think it's clear that Joe basically put half the country or let's say a third of the country on war footing one night and the very next day he's declaring, oh, I never said that. That's not a problem. Well, no, you did. You're on video and it's all over the place. We know you did. And while none of us want that, none of us would relish the thought of, "Ooh, we get to go shooting at our brethren. Or we get to go fight to keep our homes. Nobody wants that. But that's the kind of thing you're pushing us to. And that brings us to the men in uniform. So, for years and years, my conservative brethren, many of you have rested easy on the idea that Well, even if we don't have a majority of the military, we'll have a strong plurality. They won't be effective. All all the fighters, all the the volunteers, they're with us. They'll protect us. They'll have our backs. I'm not sure. I mean, I've speculated that the best we can hope for is they sit it out. The best we can hope for is they say, well, guys, uh, we work for whoever the civilian leader is and uh, we're not going to go fire on other civilians in the same country. But what we will do is make sure that nobody else gets involved. In my mind, that's now the best case scenario. So even with that best case scenario, you can't depend on the people in uniform to save us. Now, they might prevent a Chinese invasion, which Has slim no chance of ever happening, but just go with me here. They might be able to stem the tide of the waves of people coming from south of Texas, Arizona, and California and New Mexico, but that would require that somebody has the political will to make that happen, which is, again, a doubtful situation. And they all have their own families, they all have their own lives, they all have their own investments, and quite frankly a good number of them just want to get to retirement and then there's all these new recruits all the wet behind the ears kind of folks that they give the weapons to and they train them up and you know they're not 30 yet so they don't have a brain so it's part of the other jokes just let it go people they don't really know what to do when they're given bad orders They're unreliable. They're the ones that we have to worry about. Now, the only thing that we might have in our favor is a good number of them are going to be incompetent. They're going to be more concerned about making sure somebody's plumbing is properly represented in the proper color and that this line is properly denoted. And well, quite frankly, none of them are all that scary. But if you give a hundred thousand people military training, even the most basic military training and a weapon to go along with it they can form quite the formidable uh, ally or enemy is that something that any of you are looking forward to I'm not I I don't want to go there this is maybe a little darker than what I intended but I am in no way no how on board with the regime as it plays out right now. I'm not going to be saying Heil Biden anytime soon. I'm not going to be swearing allegiance to any politically elected a leader. I'm not going to be bowing or taking a knee for anybody. Uh, And I'm certainly not going to just reject all that I've stood for my entire life to stay safe and secure. But I know, I know without a doubt that nobody's going to save us. We're going to have to save ourselves. That we the people are the power. We the people are the ones that delegate authority to the states and then the federal government. And for whatever reason, the top of the pyramid thinks they're running the show and we tolerate it. And i got to say to a certain extent, it's worth tolerating. They provide some services, whether we want them or not, but they generally keep the ball rolling. They generally protect our nation. They generally stay out of our lives. Well, when that's gone, when that ceases to be true, why would we continue to tolerate it? Why would we even pretend that there's a trade-off, that we're gaining something out of this? I mean, this is one of the reasons why I advocate Texas. It's why I advocate secession, nullification, interposition, independence. California can go their own way. I mean, split Washington, split Oregon, Uh, Alaska goes our way. I have no issue with any of these things. I am not wed to these United States as a specific number or a specific size or location. What I am wed to is my family and now Texas. I chose to make my home in Texas. I chose to put Texas first. And then I put the United States or these United States second. And then every other nation is a distant third. And I don't think that's too much to ask for. I don't think that's too much to put upon somebody else. Particularly somebody that gets elected to serve and protect. Somebody that is supposed to put their interests aside to work for us. The problem is, is we don't have a whole lot of those people. The problem is, is even the guy that we've got down in Austin... He's really more interested in worrying about winning his next election in November than doing anything that would benefit Texas as a whole. Unless, of course, you count uh, recruiting leftist companies to move here and bring their leftist people here, in which case he does have rather, well, maybe not quite as good as Rick Perry, who was slightly better than George W. But the good news is, is, we've only got to deal with it for another four years. Because maybe in two years, he's going to run for president. And after he runs for president, it falls on his face, one would hope, we would find another governor. Perhaps somebody else is waving the wings that can do a better job and actually cares about Texas, actually cares about we, the people of Texas. Whether we're Texians or Tejanos, That put our interests before, I don't know, the rest of the nation or the other countries in the world. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Now, in the closing moments here, I would just say. When you're a veteran, you can poke fun of other veterans. When you're a veteran, you can call your brothers and sisters to task you can question their motivations you can you can hold them accountable i would caution you if you've never served to be very careful how you criticize to be very careful what line you cross i myself would never compare myself in my service to a combat veteran those people get an extra helping of grace no matter what in my book. Another veteran like myself, they get the normal helping of grace. We can talk trash about each other, each other's branches, and have a good time and maybe go have an adult beverage or an iced tea, whatever floats our boat. But there's going to be very little tolerance for somebody that didn't serve to talk smack. Now, I don't know what happened in the last 50 years that we're at the point that we can't be sure that the people with stars on their collars are going to put America first. But I got to tell you, we're going to need to worry about cleaning the house when we get rid of the resident in chief. We're going to have to think about resetting our leadership in all branches because if we can't trust the men and women in uniform to have our back, we're in a whole lot deeper trouble than one could imagine. With that, this was, according to Callus, this was episode 258 and we are closing out the first full week of September. It is the 9th, and I will wish you a great weekend, and I will see you on the other side.